And our speaker for this workshop is Kirk R. from, is it Ohio? Iowa. Lincoln, Ohio. Attic named Kirk. I'm nervous. My heart is beating fast. Look, I was just asked to do this. Um, but what, what gets me hooked up, there's a prayer in the beginning of the basic text, and that gets me hooked up. Uh, and I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and uh, we call it the service prayer. Uh, in the prayer they write, God grant us knowledge that we may write according to your divine precepts. I do a derivative of the service prayer. I say, God grant me knowledge that I may share according to your divine precepts. Instill in me a sense of your purpose. Grant me a bond of selflessness. Make me a servant of your will that this may truly be your work. That no addict anywhere seeking recovery need die from the horrors of addiction. And uh, I don't know, that settle, settles me in. Um, so this is about step six and step seven. Who's talking my disease or my recovery? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm a literature man. And uh, that's the way I was raised, and, you know, uh, people share the way they share, and I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but I thank God. I thank God for the program of Narcotics Anonymous. And I thank God from the, from the era that I came in that we were taught that, you know, like recovery and relapse, in the basic text in recovery and relapse, it says our goal is recovery as experienced through the 12 steps, not mere physical abstinence. So working the steps are our solution. Getting into the steps, the spiritual principles are our solution. And uh, I, thank, I thank God I came in that era where they were on the steps and doing step work. Um, I don't know. Um, I, love, I love recovery. I've always been. Look, my clean date is August 23rd, 1991. Um, I've been blessed. I've always been on fire for the program. In the Dayton area, we say a good ass whooping goes a long way. So uh, I got uh, I got whooped pretty bad. Um, so I thank God for I thank God for Narcotics Anonymous, and uh, I have a I don't know a, I don't know if it's a unique story, but it's a different story, right? I don't come from the ghetto. I don't have that background. Ain't been to prison. Let me share this. Don't fucking want to go either, right? <laughs> My main man, my man, he done, he done seven, he done seven different penitentiary numbers and he talks about in six different states and, and we came in recovery together and our stories are the antithesis of one another, the exact opposite. Right? Uh, but, um, I don't know. We all hit our own bottoms. So, I mean, this, which one has talked to me? You know, my disease or my recovery? The fact is, both talks to me. That's the reality. See, I have a disease. Look, the basic text said we have a disease that tells us we don't have a disease. This is how cold-blooded this thing is. Right? I have a disease. I have a spiritual malady, a spiritual sickness, right, that I can't even see it. So we say, we say in our area, know your disease. Right? You got to know your enemy. I got to know where I come from. 
So like I said, look, I ain't never, I, I, I don't have a ghetto story. My father, a black man, look, had a civil engineering degree from the University of Dayton in 1954, right? So we all have our, look, our traditions talks about being thrust together. So we all have our unique and own story, right? So I thank God. I thank God for the program. I don't know, man. I've, I've always, like I said, I've always been on fire. I've always had a lot of gratitude. I've always been all in. I've always been all in to the program. And uh, the program has changed my very existence. Basic text talks about a fundamental transformation in step two. So God changed my very existence. Re recovering and relapse says it'll change your inner motivation. What the program has done for me. Right? So I don't know. I, I hit bottom. I hit bottom and I hit bottom hard. Even with my story, I still hit bottom hard. In the end, I always share this. In the end, I live with my ex-wife and her boyfriend in their basement. How far down do you got to go? Right? <laughs> Look, he wasn't even smoking crack till he met me. <laughs> the basic text say, we form strange habits and mannerisms. I don't know about y'all, but that's some strange shit to me. And I got okay with it, right? I got okay with it. Something's wrong with you, right? We say if you're sitting in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, especially on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, something bad happened to you. People just don't come to NA to chill. Something happened to us, man. And so, you know, my story is, look, I always share this. I tried to graduate from a two-year college. From 1976 to 1991. Yes. I tried my best. And I couldn't do it. Right? So I fit. I fit the literature. Like the basic text talks about. And I always quote the literature because it's, it's become a step working guy said, we want to make the steps and we want to make the principles. In the preface, it talks about we want to make the principles a fundamental part of who we are. Right? Step one says we want to make the principles of step one a fundamental principle of who we are. Right? Well, fundamentally, I want Narcotics Anonymous to, to change my life, to change my very existence. And he did. Right? I'm telling you, God did. And I ain't talking about no religious God. I believe in a step two God. Right? Step working guy in the step two talks about we are not concerned here in step two with theological elegance or doctrinal adherence. All we want is something that works. How do I not get high? Because I came in here seeking the absence of pain. I wasn't talking about spiritual principles and none of that. I just wanted to get my life back together. Right? Because I remember begging God. But I have a disease. Which is about, you know what I mean? That's why, that's why we tell people when they come in here, look, get the basic text. Read who's an addict, what is the narcotic... What is the Narcotics Anonymous program and why am I here? So you'll know 80% of what you hear in the first three chapters. You'll know about obsession, the never-ending thoughts, compulsion. Once I put it in me, I can't stop. And total self-centeredness, the core of my disease. Basic text says it's the hardest part to apply a program to. It's my total self-centeredness. I need to know my enemy. Otherwise, how am I going to combat something I don't know? 
So I thank God for the program. I thank God for the fundamental transformation. I thank God for, I thank God for, look, I have a reverence for Narcotics Anonymous. I have a reverence, man. I mean, a, a place, a place reserved for honor. I thank God for those who blazed this trail. Cause I was one of those desperate dying addicts. So I thank God for this program, man. Look, our literature say the addict today is more fortunate. For the first time in man's entire history, a simple way has been proving itself in the lives of many addicts. It's available to us all. This used to be a dream. People couldn't meet like this. We couldn't meet like this years ago. So I thank God for those, man, who told me about Narcotics Anonymous, told me about Working Steps, told me about it'll change your life. Right? And it did. Right? Even with a disease. Basic text say we can go, we can go to bed with problems unsolved. So if that's true and spiritual principles are never in conflict, then right, I can negotiate the path of recovery, right, with problems unsolved. I ain't got to understand the program. All I got to do is listen to what people tell me. Right? I ain't got to understand this program for this program to work. That's the beauty of Narcotics Anonymous, man. That's the freedom that I was looking for. I was raised in the church. It didn't work for me. Our literature say it was insufficient. Not that it doesn't work, it just didn't work for me. So I had to, I had to make peace, right? There's a couple of steps in the step working guide. In the first step, it asks, have you made peace with the fact that you were that? Have you made peace with the things you need to do to stay clean? Or do you dread a lifetime of meeting attendance, sponsor contact, and step work? So I didn't dread that. I'm telling you, I thank God I've been on fire, man. I've been on fire. I've been blessed. I've been blessed so much, it, it seems like I'm bragging. But there's a fine line, right? So look, we got a, a reading in the Just For Today meditation that talks about the magnitude of the miracle. Said, I do God a disservice if I didn't share with you the magnitude of the miracle. I would do him an equal disservice if I took credit for it. So this program, through the 12 steps, having had, Right? Did something for me. Right? So I got a, uh, came into the program. Look, started doing what my sponsor suggested. Right? Even with my disease talking, talking to me. Like, I, uh, look, the basic text said we were at least two people. At least. So your ass may be 10 or 12, but you at least two. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Right? So I gotta understand, man, if I, if I, if I've accepted addict status, I gotta understand that I got a spiritual malady. That it does talk to me. Basic texts say the, it says it's always the same. Jails, institutions, and death. It never compromises on its principles. It's always, always the same. We don't use that, we don't use those type of words in our literature very often. Right? Absolutes. We don't use that very often. So when you see an absolute in our literature, look, it's telling you to pay attention, Kurt. Pay attention. It's always the same. This thing is never, uh, it's always unrelenting. It's always talking to me. Talks to me in my own voice. It doesn't have, look, it doesn't have a problem sharing. My sponsors say, my sponsors say, look, it's easy to use my head as a meeting venue, as a venue spot, and won't even let me share. <laughs> so you got, hey, you're going to have to bust in. 
excuse me, disease. Look, look, it's just for today's meditation. Say, tell yourself, you better talk to yourself in this program because my disease is going to always talk to me. So I better tell myself something. I got to share it. They ain't going to let me share because it's always talking. Look, I know what I'm sharing is kind of disturbing. <laughs> Look, check this out. I'm going to go to the 12th step. It says, we try to carry this message. Many of us recall the first time we heard these words. You never have to use again if you don't want to. For many of us, hearing this message was shocking. Right? That's why when you're in meetings and you have newcomers and you see them and they shaking their head and their mouth is open, they do it, they ain't shocked. <laughs> Look, this shit is shock therapy. It's supposed to get me back to reality. Look, our message should challenge people. What is our message? My sponsor say, if you share our message, you don't share it. You can sit down. Our message is that an addict, any addict, can stop using drugs, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live. Our message is hope and a promise of freedom. Our message is not some 50-page dissertation. Everybody should know our message. How can you carry a message if you don't even know the message? So that's why, look, that's why it's important, it was important for me to get in here and for the first time shut up and do what people told me to do. They said, they was like, hey, they was like, man, we not, we not impressed with you. I come from, I come from, and I, I got to share this, I come from the shut the fuck up era of narcotics anonymous. <laughs> I do! That's what they told us. Sit down, man. We're not impressed with sit down. I'm like, man, come on, man. <laughs> sit down. Shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. And they was like that. And I know today it's a kinder, friendlier narcotics. <laughs> you know, one of them people don't want you to share with them, and you can't share with people, and then their feelings are hurt. I don't know. I, to me, it's like, what kind of dope house did you go to? It wasn't like I was in the crack house, like, uh, could you please pass me the straight shit? <laughs> Look, hey, I could barely talk. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I remember in the beginning, I used to talk about people, right? I used to talk about them. They get up and go to the window. I'm like, why are they going to the window? Right? And then I kind of caught on. So I was like, you know, did you hear that? So they would go to the window and I steal their shit, right? <laughs> but it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. So in the end, right in the end, I wouldn't just go to the window. I'd go outside the house and yell back in. Is anybody in there? That thing had me, man. That's why I understand about desperation. Let it just say in desperation we sought help from each other in Narcotics Anonymous. I had to know my dilemma. I had to understand, man, what was going on with me, right? And our step working guide, do y'all use the step working guide here to work steps? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So in the step working guide, I, I just didn't, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't talking to myself. <laughs> in the step working guide, right, it's a hitting bottom despair and isolation. It's, it's, it's one of the italicized sections in there. In the first step, hitting bottom despair and isolation, look, it says it's a place we must pass through, right? It say all the lies. 
All the rationalizations, all the illusions fall away as we stand face to face with what our life had become. I had to get a, I had to get a reality shot. I had to stand face to face with what my life was for the first time. Right? To me, Narcotics Anonymous and what they taught us, hey man, this is about responsibility. You gotta be responsible, man. Stop it. They was talking about grow up. That's why they was telling us these things. You don't know nothing. My first three jobs in Narcotics Anonymous, I got fired from. Always got something to say. <laughs> they be talking to you and I get fired. They be like, we wouldn't even talk to you. Get your shit and get out of here. <laughs> So my thing was, I blamed it on the white man. 400 years of servitude and all that old bull, right? I tell you, Narcotics Anonymous, man, take away all the excuses. I worked for a black company. The owners was black. The equipment was black. The roaches was black. They still fired me. Get out of here. So we talk about, look, we talk about, we talk about in our literature, either grow up or die. The triangle of self-obsession, one of our informational pamphlets, talks about we've been given one last choice, one last chance. Either grow up or die. Kirk, take responsibility. You ain't in the third grade no more. Stop it. This ain't about nobody but you. Come on, man. They was like, come on. If you want to get better, look, work the steps. They told us the 12 steps will change your life. Work the steps. So having had a spiritual awakening, talking about working the steps, right? The only way you can be a good sponsor if you're a good sponsee. This ain't about talking. We're not impressed with your talking. You see, we done seen people come, we done seen people come back and swear, I ain't never gonna get high no more. Just come and get a white key tag. You know, I ain't gonna never get high no more. And tears just drop. Look, we'll cry on cue. Tears just drop out their eyes. Two more, two days later, they in another meeting, get another white key tag. We're not impressed. It says our message is meaningless unless we live it. I've always been able to talk. There always was this diversion between my walk and my talk. I could never walk my talk. Narcotics Anonymous did it for me. Telling you. Telling you what happened. Even with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Even with the low self-esteem, even with the dialogue in my head, you can't do it. You're not good enough. This ain't working. Right? Especially the feelings, the feelings and emotions, because we deal with feelings and emotions on a deeper level in Narcotics Anonymous. I was, I was emotionally immature. I came into the program, I was 32 years old, almost 33. Right? And God changed my very existence. I got an associate's degree, got a bachelor's degree, got a, a master's, an MBA, a master's in business administration with a focus in business economics, graduated summa cum laude, right? We say in the States, laude daddy, we like to potty. <laughs> right, that two-year school that I couldn't get out of, I ended up teaching economics down there. Basic texts say it can't adequately be explained. Most people don't even understand what we talk about in here. The levels of, the level of degradation that we went to. The lows we went to. And God wiped that all away. And again, I ain't talking about no religious God. 
I'm talking about the God that stopped me from getting high. That God. Now you can go off from that point, but look, we fiercely defend your right to the God of your understanding. We defend that right. You got the absolute right to find that God. It's none of our business to tell you who that is for you. Right? We allow people to come too. Eleven steps say you're going to either go one or two ways. You can go to the God of your childhood or a complete different opposite direction. Step working God. Whichever way you want to go. Look, my step working God looked like this. Because I work steps. I take people through the steps. I believe in step work. I sponsor a lot of people. We believe in step. I got sponsees who've got sponsees who've got sponsees who've got sponsees who've worked the 12 steps. We believe in step work. I believe in taking people through the steps. Why look, why come into a 12 step program and not work the steps? That's, 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 uh, uh, ludicrous. <laughs> that's idiocy. Is that a word? Idiocy. That's a verb. Idiocy. Huh? So I mean, you know, look, I believe in helping people, man. I believe in like 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 what they did for us. Come in here, sponsorship. Believe in sponsorship, right? Look, you got to be able to share. This is about sharing. This is about getting out of the, those secrets, getting all that stuff out of you. Anything that's in you that you were scared to share about, right? That you said you will never share about. This is about sharing. I didn't understand that. When they was, I first came in and they were talking about sharing, I said, what is this sissy stuff here? Sharing? What is that? Who does that? Right? And then, I, you know, I mean, thank God that y'all allowed me to, because they just said, keep coming back. Right? And then kick me out. Now I understand what they talk about. Basic text said, we share for this reason so that the fear slips away. Right? The triangle of self-obsession talks about, talks about anger, resentment, and fear. Right? Fear is the base of the triangle. All character defects come up out of the triangle. So my resentments are my reaction to the past. Anger is reaction to the present. And, and, and my fear is the reaction to the future. Sponsors say you're a time traveler. Right? So I told you about them, them two voices. I'm, I got the voice. Hey, look. They say, look, the basic text says there's something in our self-destructive personalities that cries out for failure. Even with a master's degree. It doesn't matter. That's not my primary purpose. My primary purpose is stay clean and carry the message. I have not lost my view of things. My number one thing is to stay clean. I'm just sharing, I'm sharing with you my experience, strength and hope. That's my, my number one thing. Right? So look, I don't know, I just, I thank God for the program. I, I just thank God for what has happened, how he transformed my life, and the things that he's done. Just to come up here. They came and got me from Kentucky, so it took them two hours to come get me. Then it took us like 12, 13 hours to get up here. Right? I thank God. Thank God. I mean, it's, this is a beautiful area. This is the first time since I was a kid. We went on vacations as a kid. The first time since I was a kid came to Canada. 
It's good to be here. You know, so I know recovery is worldwide. Right? That's why we talk about the addict today is more fortunate. Because in 1970, we had 100 worldwide meetings. 100. Worldwide. Today, we got over 60,000 weekly meetings in the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. 60,000 weekly meetings. We like in 126 countries, 16 different languages. Right? Got a website. It's www.youaingottogethighnomoremotherfucker.com. <laughs> Okay, I lied. It's www.na.org. Same difference. So I thank God. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I thank God for the program. I thank God that, look, people took interest in me. They told me, man, come on. Like I said, I'm a quarter horse. I look good coming out the gate, right? So it ain't about what you say. Look. In Living Clean, the journey continues. It talks about we don't, we don't, we don't, we, 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 uh, live our way into better thinking. We don't think our way into better living. It ain't what you think. That ain't the solution. The solution is spiritual in nature. If it was thinking, if it was intellectual, I would have had it a long time ago. Have you ever been, they used to call me, you a smart dumbass. You ever heard, anybody ever told you that? And it was true, I hated them. Right? I could tell you if two parallel lines are crossed by a transversal, I could tell you alternate interior angles are equal, or corresponding angles on the same side of the transversal are equal. I could tell you about assets, liability, income, capital, and expenses, right? Assets and expenses have a natural debit balance. Liability, income, and capital have a natural credit balance. I could tell you about a demand curve is downward sloping, a supply curve is upward sloping. I could tell you about the equilibrium point. I couldn't get my mind around, hey, one is too many, and a thousand is never enough. That's why they told me to shut the fuck up and sit right there. It was like, hey, if we want to, if we want to find out how to put some more chairs in this room, or how to get a couple more cups of coffee out the coffee pot, we'll ask you. Otherwise, just be quiet. It saved my life, I'm telling you. Shutting up will save your life. When my bosses in them talk to me today, I don't even, there's no rebuttal. Kirk, can you? Yes. I don't even know what they say, yes. <laughs> even if it's stupid, yes. I'll do it. Because I've, I've always been one of those dudes, man, that I, I had to let you know what I knew and how I thought it was better. You know what I mean? Idiocy. Talking about the disease of addiction. I'm talking about that thing in me. Look, the, the step working guy, it's so rough, he calls it a something. He don't even name it. He said there's something in our self-destructive personality. There's something. He don't even name it. Because we don't even know what the hell it is. It's just here, it's around there. But it's something. If you believe you, if you made peace with the fact that you're an addict, if you made peace with the things you need to do to stay clean. Am I in that? I gotta make peace with that. Gotta make peace with that. Look, you can be free. I never had the wherewithal, the intestinal fortitude to stand in front of people and share. I was always so scared. I was always so conscious of what you thought about me. Right? Until I came into the program. 
something about the program. There's something about the spiritual principles. Talks about the spiritual principles shape my personality. Y'all remember reading that in the basic text? It's the principles. It's surrender. It's acceptance. It's honesty. It's open-mindedness. It's willingness. It's integrity. These things shape my personality. By practicing them, they shape who I am. Then they begin to set patterns in my life. That's why we work the steps. That's why we go through the steps. If you go through the fourth step, the fourth step talks about patterns. It's the patterns in my life. Fourth step, step working God, and it works how and why, says so we lived a, a sort of half-life. Never, never, never going through the motions, but never being fully alive. We accepted life by default. A half-life. I was half-stepping. I could never be fully free. And the steps freed me up. I mean, there's, there's relative freedom in here. You can't just do anything you want to do. Because a few people I would, I would definitely knock off. So you can't do everything you want to do. Some things you got to practice principles with. Because they got a place for you. So it's relative freedom. But it's the freedom to be able to live your life and be the person that you are always, what God meant you to be. And that's what, that's what the steps did. They freed me up. So I was able to do that. Right? So I spent 30 days in treatment. I spent a year in a homeless program. And I spent nine months in a halfway house. Two months later, I had an associate's degree. I got out of the homeless program and was still homeless. I can't brag about nothing. I can't even brag about the willingness. Basic texts say, when we became beaten, we became willing. You can't even brag about the willingness. Almost had to die to become willing. Come on, man. That's why they had to get our attention. Be quiet. Sit down. Let the program work in your life. Work the 12 steps. Try something different. Try something, look, try something that you haven't tried before. Like shutting up. <laughs> Following directions. I'm talking about all the way to the end. Follow directions all the way to the end. Look, I, look, hey man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with my sponsor. When my sponsor tell me to do something, I do it. You in trouble, you the smartest person you know. So he has he has me working steps. Look, I've I've had I've 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 been through the 12 steps a number of times. And we start back over. I drive from Dayton to Cincinnati to do step work. I asked him to sponsor me. He didn't come up to me and say, I'm gonna sponsor you. I went up to him and asked him, I said, man, please, could would you please sponsor me? I need help. And he said yes. And I thank God he said yes. So I believe in the program, man. I'm telling you what it'll do. It'll change your very existence. We got one promise. And that's freedom from active addiction. That's enough. Because I remember, I remember the days when I couldn't stop using. You remember those days? I'm talking about the day before you got clean. Do you remember them days? You got to be able to go back because if you don't know what ran you in here, anything will run you out of here. Living Clean the Journey Continues talks about the package. Right? Talks about, talks about if, if you got a person sharing and I don't like who you are, I don't like the package, look, I'll negate what you say. So I had to listen to everybody. 
People I didn't like. I don't even know why I didn't like them. And I found out, look, like, like this is just for today's meditation. One of them, I think it was last week. I think it was, it was either, this, it was this week. It says, so who's getting better? Alright, I'm the only one to read just for today's meditation. Right. <laughs> Y'all like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so who's getting better? And it's me. My ideals, my attitude, my behaviors, all that changes because of the step work, because of working steps, because of doing service work. I always done service work in Narcotics Anonymous, still do service work. Program chair for the Dayton area. I'm program chair for the Dayton area service committee of Narcotics Anonymous. Our, our convention here, you, here you go, this is one of those cheap advertisements, but here you go. <laughs> July 2016. This is one of our pre-convention pre t-shirts. I believe in the fellowship. I believe, I'm telling you, for the first time, man, I done finally found my purpose. Right? Living Clean, the journey continues. Talks about from, from, des from desperation to passion. Let me read. Desperation to passion. I love that chapter. It says, NA offers us a path, a process, a way of life. The work and rewards of recovery are never ending. We continue to grow and learn no matter where we are on this journey. And more is revealed as we go forward. Finding the spark that makes our recovery an ongoing, rewarding, and exciting journey requires an active change in our ideals and attitudes. For many of, the, for many of us, this is a shift from desperation to passion. They got a whole chapter from desperation to passion. So how do I go from a desperate dying addict to a passionate addict, to an addict on fire? I've been, like I said, I've been all in. I put everything, I put everything on the line and it's paid off in spades. I ain't never took nothing off. This ain't a bet for me. I've always been all in, man. It's because of, to me, it's because of the whooping I took. I went down far enough. I don't need to go no further. And I thank God for the benefits that I've been getting from working this program. We got one promise, but many benefits. I found a woman who wanted to marry me. Ain't that something? Been married before. Right? So when I was talking about being a time traveler, I've been married before. Right? My first wife cheated on me. But look, I come from a family. Look, I'm a square. My father's a square. My mother was a square. We lived in a square house. Your ass is a square. It's okay to be who you are. For the first time. It's okay to be who you are. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. I didn't have no game. I mean, when I was in addiction, when I was in active addiction, I was in the way. Right? I went mean, like I got busted and I got busted with keys. When I ended up, when I came up in here, I had a plastic bag. It wasn't like the feds were, they weren't like the feds were, uh, 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 taking houses and stocks and bonds from me when I came in Narcotics Anonymous. We say in the Dayton area, take the cut out your store. Tell yourself your story slowly. Take the cut out your store. What really happened to you? I was a bum. I lost it all. I was embarrassed. I didn't come from that type of family, from that type of background. I was embarrassed. I begged God. Come on, man. 
Please don't let me live like this. Please, God. Please, I begged him. But I got a cold-blooded disease. I got this thing that talks to me. Right? I remember being in treatment. They told me to mop the floor. And I told them, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I, would, I just begged God. Begged them to get in. I think I might have had eight days in that daggone place. They said, yeah, we do. If you don't get that mop, look, it didn't take long for me to come to. I kept a mop with me. Matter of fact, they started calling me mop at the end. Come here, mop. Come here. Yes, sir. Okay. She's telling me I'm running out of time, y'all. All right. I want to thank y'all. Thank the, uh, it's the Ottawa Regional Convention of Narcotics Anonymous for asking us to come and share our experience, strength, and hope. I really want to thank you guys. It's been an honor. Look, man, it's changed my life. So thank you very much. I pass. Yeah.